Jesus, just a mention of your name. Flowers grow, the desert blooms again. It's like fire in a winter's cold, like pure, precious gold. Jesus, just a mention of your name. Oh, Jesus, just a mention of your name. Flowers grow, the desert blooms again. It's like fire in winter's cold, like pure rain. Precious gold, Jesus, just a mention of your name. I feel Jesus, I feel Jesus, I feel Jesus. He is in this place. Oh, how my soul burns deep within me. I feel Jesus is in this place. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus I feel Jesus He is in this place my soul burns Deep within me I feel Jesus He did not owe. I owe the day. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I see a brand new soul. Amazing grace. Oh, day long. Christ Jesus paid the day that I could never pay. Oh, he paid the day he did not owe. I owe the day I could never pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Sing a brand new song, amazing grace. 
And we know we are here because of your great love. Thank you, Lord, for this day. We just submit to you that whatever we do may be for your glory. May you have the right of way this morning. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank the Lord to be here once again. Our God is so good. Now, if we just go straight to our Bibles, I'm greeting you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. From the Bible, we we'll read two portions before we sit. Proverbs. 20 We'll take verse 27 The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly Amen. 
And if we go backwards to Psalms, kati wodai mabaga zaburi Psalm 18 zaburi 18 zaburi 18 28 For thou wilt light my candle the Lord my God will, will enlighten my darkness Kubanga gwe olikoleza etabaza yange mukama katonda wange alimulisa muchizikiza change Amen we may be seated Katutule. And may the Lord add blessings Now this morning I'd like to speak on um, the enlightened lives or the lit up lives. Our life must be lit up buteko kumulisiwamu omusano bechitangala i'm quite observant netegereza nyo and there are some people that you look at ereli abantu botunulira that you could see the power company has cut off the lights from their lives ngolabant company amasinyalazi mubulamu bwabwe yabasala ka amasanyalazi they look like a deserted house There's nothing on the inside. A person that is lit up, you could see the life coming out of that body. Shining out of the body. That is for real. Now just for um, a study because we are talking about the body if we can turn to Hebrews 9th chapter we to be kulambe bulania esula eyomwenda Hebrews 9 we will start sura ya you have the time you can read up from verse 2 to 21 But I'll just read the first portion. From verse 1, then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the shewbread which is called the sanctuary and after the second veil the tabernacle which is called the holy holiest of all which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant tugena sumoku vakuwe blanies au nyoro so kesule yomwenda 
Irani ndagano eyoru bilibidye yalina empisa ezala giruwa ezoku sinza na katonda. Nechifo echitukuvu echomunsi. Kubange wema yakorwa eyoru bilibidye yalimu echikondo echetabaza. Nemeza nemigati ejokulaga awaitiwa awatukuvu. Irani mawe jiji elioku bili yaliyo ewema eitiwa entukuvu enyo. E yalimu echote lezo echa zabu. Nisandu kwa ye ndagano, yabiki wako zabu enjuizo na, yalimu echibia echa zabu, omwari emanu, nomu gogwa aroni, ogwaroka, nebipande ebie ndagano. Alright, that's fair reading. Um, that tabernacle, we meyo, was built by Moses, or yeah. he was the hand that was writing down the instructions of God. And Solomon's temple was an inspiration from there. And the designer was God himself. Divine pattern. And that tabernacle we know, all of us know that um, it had um, the yard, the outer yard, although it was called the outer courts. That was simply a yard, fenced off. And there was an altar there. And there was um, a lever, a basin where they washed, where the priests washed before they entered. And now that stood. I want you to pay attention on that one. That stood. Between the rest of the, the world and the holy places, or between the people, between the world and the place of worship, it was the interface. Anyone that came from outside, in whatever condition that they came, they could have just been committing sin, and they would come with their sacrifice. The, the first point of contact was that yard. And they would come in and they are received by the priests with their sacrifice and um, they would kill the sacrifice there and burn it outside. So in that place there were no restrictions. Not as much as what was on the inside. 
Because anyone can walk in. In whatever condition. They are coming from the world. But once they start going in. The person coming from outside. Of any tribe of Israel. Or a Gentile that was part of the Jewish religion. He could not proceed beyond that place. He came and gave his sacrifice. And went home. To sin some more. To bring more animals. That was a very loose life. Because you know any time you feel that you are, you, are, you are sinful you simply look for an animal. The poor beast would be picked. He doesn't know what it's going out for. But it is going out to die for the master. While the master continues living in sin. And that master would say, I am a religious person. You want to know I'm religious? I go to church regularly. I take my sacrifice there. I pay my tithes and offerings. But he was living in sin. And it was alright. You cannot bother yourself with what is happening outside of that fence. Anything could go on there. Until the individual starts coming in. Or until the individual thinks about God. Or he wants to relate to God. Then things must change. So my emphasis is the interaction. That outer court was the interaction with the world and the, the priestly and then I'll jump to the holiest of all the holy of holies that is a place and I know you know that. That is where the contact with God was very, very immediate. That is a place that was the nearest, if you want to, to put it that way. The out, outer the person from the world, even if he was a member of 
the church of Israel never came inside into the Holy of Holies. They would die. They would not even walk into the holy place. They would be killed. They have to be in a place where their life is acceptable. I think you know where I'm going now. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Those priests were strict. Remember someone, some king wanted to make a sacrifice? He was going too far. And they pulled him out. And we know he had leprosy. Okay, so all the worldly uh, leisurely life ended in that yard and then go back. Don't proceed beyond that. In the Holy of Holies, we know only Aaron entered there or the high priest after Aaron. Once a year, you know, Paul is mentioning that there was a, a golden censer there. But it was just taken in when Aaron was offering or going in, he had to burn that incense. But it was a very sacred place. And the prophet has mentioned or preached so much about the inner or the, 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 that holy life. The inner veil and so forth. There are only two veils. One from closing off the yard and the other one closing off the holy place. All right, so that in-between room is called, or the Bible called it the sanctuary. Bible in verse 2 there. Okay, that's a, some, some place that's holy, right? Yes. Okay, so it was called the sanctuary. That is where priests only were serving their God. They would lift the veil or pull aside the veil, go in and and they are hidden in there. Alright. Now that life is or that form of religion is a symbol okay, of our Christian life. 
the Lord Jesus Christ, when he came, he was telling those Jews, you remember, destroy this temple, and I will raise it up in three days. And the Bible explains that he meant his body. Okay, he meant his body. In John chapter 2. So the body is represented by exactly what I described. It's a temple. And the designer is the very one who designed that tabernacle. This frame, when, when, I, when I talk about the body, I'm talking about the outer. This frame, this frame, it's the one that comes, now remember what I said, it, it is the one that is the intermediary between whatever goes out, out in the world and what is happening inside of you. And so you can, you can come into contact with a lot of things of the world. You can't run away. We are not monks. We should be hidden somewhere in the mountains. So we come into contact with things. Contact with our relatives, contact with friends, neighbors. We are hearing all kinds of things spoken. Lots of worldly noise. Anything. It comes into contact with this body. But let us stop there. Let it never make another step inside. It should not come into your heart. It should not come into your mind. Let the word stop there. That's right. Your body, you can't restrain it. From from hearing what the neighbor is saying or some vulgar chap is speaking. Sometimes you'd, you'd uh, look at some uh, billboard and you notice that there is some uh, filthy uh, dressed women especially worldly women you may just see you may just see it you know you, you didn't intend to see it but let it end there you should not go with it 
He should not come to church with it. Amen. Amen. The world is allowed. Anybody can live any life they want. You know, God didn't have to tell the, the Israelites. Tribe of Simeon, tribe of Levi. Tribe, sorry, not Levi. The, the Simeon. He didn't so much have to tell them how to dress. They could dress anyhow they wanted. So long it was decent. But the priest does not go out and see some fashion somewhere. Say, so I think I like that. I think I must wear like, um, uh, like uh, what, what, what do you call this? The rasters. I think I must be up to date. I shouldn't be old fashioned. He would never come in. He would never enter the sanctuary. With just any kind of dressing. Do you see where I'm going? There has to be a line. Amen. There has to be a line. Drawn between the outside life. I know all of us may have been sinners before. We lived any way we wanted. We dressed anyhow we wanted. But when we decided. It's not forced. When we decided to come into a Christian life, all things must change immediately. Not gradually. No. Things must change immediately. It would not be rude. If we see some lady wearing skimpy mini dress and twisting herself and trying to enter here, it would not be rude if we stepped right there and Okay, in a, in a nice way. Yeah, you, 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 you can come in dress like you that. Know? Oh, yes. Yeah. This is a sanctuary. Yeah. Alright. Maybe the first time. First time. If they come in, they may not be well dressed by our standards, but we expect them to change their way of life. We expect them to begin, you know, to rub off the worldly life. Bodily. We expect them to go deeper 
In their Christian life, clean up, get filled with the Holy Spirit, and be brother and sister in Christ. We expect that. You think if, if I go the way I'm dressed, and I go in a bar and start preaching, what do you expect? They'll, they'll come to me. Excuse me, sir. This is a bar. Why don't you go to church? Yes. Hey. If I push myself into that environment, I have to begin to fit in. It's not normal for a person to be called a Christian one month, two months, one year, and you are still looking to the worldly life and dressing and association. There's something wrong with you. Oh, you stay in the message. You clean up. And you are very decent, brother, sister. brother, sister. And after a time. You begin to preach a gospel according to the backslider. I think I can, I can, you know, I'm free to do this and that. No. It is not acceptable. If you want the world, we know that if you love the things of the world, the love of the Father is not even in you. So don't try to pretend that you love him when you are still lusting after the world. When you are still thinking about the world. It's not normal. It shouldn't be normal in a Christian church. So it's not that we are too strict. We are not too strict. Even your body. How about me giving you some, some little rocks or some, some slimy uh, thing to eat? A lizard? Yeah, cockroach. Your body will not accept that. You might puke in my face. Because your body is strict. Let a cockroach walk on you. That's fine. You may shake it off. But it should never come in your mouth. That's going too far. That cockroach must die. Okay. Alright. 
So there has to be a drastic change. Beginning with the outer court. You know, I said the outer court, that's where sacrifices were made. There was a lot of death and bloodshed there. Plenty. It is in the outer court, in the body. Alright? I've not, I've not gone further than that. Just talking about the body. It was in that yard where Paul says, For if ye live, that's Romans 8 13. If ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Right? You kill those deeds of the body. Because this outer court, this is where things die as a sacrifice. And he says in, in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that he present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. So in many, many places he speaks about sanctifying you know uh, mortify the members fornication and cleanness Inordinate affection, evil concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry. Just kill those things. If you want to go further, kill those beasts. Kill those weird habits. Right there in the outer court. And by the time you come in the sanctuary. And you begin to worship the Lord. There is no thinking. Of worldliness. Inside of you. You are totally. Holy in the presence of the living God. The body is dead. Paul says, I die daily. Oh, yes, the sacrifices must, must be dying daily. So that is the point, dear friend. Okay? In the body, we have the body. The soul, the spirit. Brother Branham says Brother Branham Agamba, um, about these three. I know you know this. 
But if I repeat them a million times, the referee says, play on. That's, hey. that's my calling. Just bring it to you. I know the word never misses. I'm just tired of seeing people that you think this brother is just holy. Saint and out of that holy person comes out the most rotten behavior. That is somebody that just broke in. Maybe entered the sanctuary by the window. He didn't come in by the door. In uh, the message, Revelation chapter 4, sorry, yes, chapter 4, Now, if we will notice here, it says here is a picture. Now, here is the Holy of Holies. And here is the first before coming there. All right, now notice how do we approach God? Faith cometh by hearing the word. All right. By hearing, hearing the word of God. That is being reflected from the holiest of holies into the messenger of the age back in and that okay I'll jump in Solomon's temple it give the reflection it give the reflection those candles reflected the its lights out into that brass lever so here the angel of the uh, of the church age is reflecting into that water who this guy capital G who, who this guy is in, in here reflecting his mercy his words his judgment, his name, all is reflected in here where you are separated by believing it. Alright. And uh, next there he says, notice that will bring up last Sunday again. Okay, watch, watch this. Wait to get you know. The spirit, soul, and body. All right. See, body, soul, spirit. Now, I do know, I do know that in some uh, messages that was spoken, the, the prophet spoke 
Okay, that's, that's not uh, a problem here. If, if we go back to uh, the, the second first Thessalonians. Thessalonians 5 and verse 23 it reads and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. So Paul starts with spirit, soul, and body. And in the message that I was quoting there, Brother Branham mentioned Brother Branham Body, soul, and spirit. I hope you are comfortable with that. The soul is the character of the spirit. Alright? The soul is the character of the spirit. So, the spirit is the one that has the character. And that is called the soul. Now I'm going to draw something here. Now this is the body. And this is the soul. And this is the capital S-P-R-I-T Spirit The Holy Spirit Alright now That is what we are made up of If you notice over here Holy place Holiest of holies Here altar Holy place And here see that, that is where you hear the word Faith come, cometh by hearing. Hearing the word. Separation. Okay, so all he's talking about here is how you approach God. The first thing you hear the word and there is a separation. What do you separate from? Sin. And then you go in. And then you go deeper. That's right. As you hear the word, it has got to have more impact upon you. More and more effect. That word of the Lord shall never return to him void. Amen. It must have an effect upon you. It must 
do something in your life. It must separate. Every sermon you hear is coming to separate something out of you. And I say every sermon. I don't care how long you've been in the message. Might as well tell me I've been long in the message. Therefore, I can't come to church. I can't hear any more sermons. And I will show you a backslidden person. I will tell you you are fallen. So the word of God is washing us. Wanting us to go all the way to the fellowship to be partakers of God's divine nature. Did you hear that? Partaking, not watching. Not just admiring the nature of God. You must partake. You must live that kind of a life. And one of the elements of a perfect man is godliness. That doesn't come just by membership of the church. That is formed in you as you feed on the word of God and it separates you from all the sin. And that lever, that basin, it was always there at the door to remind that priest hey, do some washing. Right? Do some washing. We do wash our bodies daily. I hope. Yeah, there are some, some, some dirty people not among you. No. Mm-mm. Just in a place where you don't expect it. In a land where there is a lot of perfume. That doesn't sound like Africa, does it? Lots of perfume, you know why that came about? Perfume is not normal for a human being. You are not made, made by God to smell like a flower. God made you to smell human. <laughs> I'm not offended by his smell. Neither is he offended by my smell. (laughs) It is those dirty people. Among the whites. Uh You are quiet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those people stayed for some time dirty without washing. Well, probably because of their weather. Maybe, maybe it was too cold. There was no air condition. So they would not wash for a long time. And all they would do 
and smell nicely. But dirty inside. So I'm sorry if I have hit on your... You know, I go into town and I find those hawkers, those young people. This perfume. Dion. You know what I do? Go near him. Lift. He is not suspecting, you know. I lift his armpit. Smell him and tell him you're not not wearing that perfume. Why can't you apply it to your own armpit? I'm happy to smell human. Okay, now look, I'm not going to the extremes, all right? Yeah, but if you depend on it all the time, I would expect maybe you have some illness. Okay, let's leave that. Let's leave it. Doesn't make you nervous, does it? No. No, if you, if you have it, you just decide what do I want to smell like. Yeah. How about going to, to the market and find some fish smelling You'd throw it away. Mm. Now let's go. I do know that the priests were told, the high priest, before he went into the Holy of Holies, there was some oil that was poured upon him. Okay, to smell acceptable there. But God said, He put a qualifier there. He says, Don't you apply that anywhere else? So that's a different thing. Don't try to hide behind that and say, Aaron, you to No, you're not Aaron. So that's what we are made up of. I think that that, is, that explains it very well. Now notice, I'm reading further down here. Now notice here, if, oh, if a man tried to go in the holiest of holies, somebody, some Bible teacher tell me, if somebody started into this holiest, of holies without coming through here that is coming through the holy place he died Aaron's son took strange fire one day some denomination of fire alright when it wasn't denomination of fire, meaning that is not what was required. And they died at the door. 
Now there is one way to get into the body. How is this body controlled? Now watch real close now. And you get your pencils ready here. Here's the gate. On the side that goes, he had drawn the horse. That goes into the body. And he goes one, two, three, four, five. Now you got that drawn. Now the first gate over here is C. Smell. Hear. And taste. And touch or feel. Either one wants to be, uh, wants, either one it wants to be, doesn't matter. Whether you can start with smell, you can so, Like I said at the beginning, those are doors. And anything from the world can come in. Right? Anything, even what you don't want to look at. As long as your eyes are open, before you know it, it is coming. Because this is a, uh, an, outer, an outer court. You can hear anything unpleasant. You can smell things that you don't want to get near. You can taste things that maybe you spit out. You can touch a hot surface. back. Those are points of contact with the world. Amen. But not with God. You see the point? I know some people would like to see uh, if they hear there's a picture of a pillar of fire, they want to see now. You're just using the wrong channels. If the Lord desires to honor you or to, to grant you the favor, he will open your spiritual eye. And you see him or you see that pillar of fire. But this is meant to see worldly things. Amen. Amina. So that is the way you get into the, this body. And then the next he says uh, that you say six senses uh, it should be five. The body. Now we got a soul after, after you get through this. So we're coming to, to the soul like, like he does get from body to soul. The senses is outside. That's the outer system. Now, in here, there is one, two, three, four, five attributes of the so, in the soul. Right. 
He says the first one is imagination. Okay. You, you, you image a lot. That's what imagination is all about. You form images. Some people they will look at a human being and they will form a different image in their mind. Because they are not clean yet. You know, the such things. If you are sanctified, if you are, you are, you are way, way grown, you'd feel they're irrelevant. But I know there's always someone that needs this right now. Desperately needs this. It could be, it could make a difference in one's life. Today. So, imagination, the second one is conscience or science. And the third one is memory. And the fourth one is reason. And the fifth one is affection. All right, now he repeats. Did you get them? All now here is where yesterday I touched just a bit and uh, said you could be seated here and in a flash I mean in a second you could be far away even desperately needing the altar. Because the images that you are forming, you could tell this is not palatable. This is not right. It will just come upon you. Not because you have seen something, but probably something you looked at in the world. And the devil knows. He makes you store it somewhere. And most of the deadly things are those stored in your um, unconscious memory. You are not even aware of it. You don't even know why you jump away from a snake. Maybe it happened way, way back, or you heard a story. And it's, it's stored there. And the body will just act by reflex. It will pick from your unconscious memory and when you see this, do this. automatically. And some of it is in the subconscious. Uh, you know, sometimes I get I get carried away trying to explain it so much. <laughs> 
I hope it's fine. You know, subconscious, they, they, you know where you scratch yourself, hey, let me, where did I write it? Okay, that's, that's, what, that's, that's your subconscious. Why am I saying that? You need a cleaning up. You need to seek God. To clean those things that you can't remember anymore. Because they will harm you as much as the things you remember. Okay. And you find you're not growing, you're not moving. You can't move into the spirit. Some people find themselves they're just scared. They don't know where the fear came from. It's there somewhere inside you. In your memory. It's here in the soul. In that nature. Imagination, conscience, memories, reason, affection. You just find yourself, you love certain things. When you start loving them, you can't even remember. But it is stored there. And if you are like me, you came out of the world. By God's grace, you are saved. You better take that seriously. And say, Lord, take me through the laundry. There are things you see, Lord, that I can't see. I don't know why I behave like this, why I react like that, why I'm so inclined, why I'm just moody. I keep saying some, sometimes it's dangerous to be too quiet. It's not, it's not nice. Eh? I have cast out terrible demons out of a very quiet person. Hmm? Terrible ones. Until his grandma used to call him some, some quiet thing. Some, you know, I, I, I need to say it in my language. You know, it becomes... A, a name like an identity. You may be quiet like my brother is quiet. He's listening. You are, you are listening. But there are certain times that it, it becomes unusual. Even when you are supposed to be happy, the Lord has done a favor to you. Why are you not happy? That's, that's how I am. No. Try, try it, brother. You, you feel... You feel you should help another brother, right? He's upon your heart. And then you come to that, oh, my brother was looking for you. You know, here's something that I wanted to give you. 
Have I done something wrong? No. That's good. Chirunji. Maybe you are not happy. No, I'm happy. You are only happy in the bones. No, your, your, your lips must part to smile. Look pleasant. Look happy. It's not normal. And you know, by the grace of God, I remember telling that person, hey, too much quiet, you know. Do you know that these people that are losing their mind? The first sign. Yeah, you begin, those who love that person will say, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And there's something wrong with you if you come in church. Hallelujah. There's something wrong. So I asked that person to go through their life. There it was. Now I used to train karate. What what we would meditate. We would go into meditation. From sunset to morning, we don't know where we went. There it is. Get on your knees. Oh, you wouldn't like what was in there. So, let's not be, let's not accept things that are abnormal. No, maybe, maybe some wicked spirit got in you while you were young. You remember how Brother Branham was. Um, uh, he, he, he was uh, in a and he saw a lady that was very nervous and so forth says, I see a small girl and a big dog is chasing the girl says brother Branham says that's, that's where it started okay oh they went to adulthood so those things are stored. What you and I would love is to have a clean mind, clean conscience, clean, clean affections. It's, it's all those affections that are dirty that pull you, young man, to pornographic pictures and so forth. Those are dirty affections. And, and some, some people even take it in their homes. I'm sorry to say that. But my friend, that must get out of the, the door quickly. That's if you want to get in into that deep room. Into that wonderful fellowship. 
That's right. And that is why I know I've been way, way away from the, the, the scriptures that we read. May I remind you the spirit, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. And the other one we read, For thou wilt light my candle, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Amen. Amen. God comes to lighten. For God should lighten any dark recess. There should be no darkness on the inside of you. It must be total light. Total presence of the holiest the mightiest one. King Jesus. Amen. Amen. You must be a little person. You know dark places they are creepy. Who knows what will be lurking in there? What will be hiding there? A life that is dark. That has got no light. Is a life in danger. My brother and sister. Brother, sister. If the Lord has not lit you up. There are many people with the candles out. They have never been lit up yet. But in the name of the Lord. The living God can light you up today. Amen. He can light your darkest places today. Praise to the living God. That's what we want. That's what this man was praying about. Asking God, light up my candle. I want it lit up. That's the only way you can see these things that I'm speaking about. You begin to see them clear because the candle is lit up in your life. Let, hap let that happen. If it hasn't happened to you before, why not in this meeting? Even if you came this morning from another denomination, yes, you are welcome. The word of the Lord is for everyone that will hear. But you can go out of that door very different. The Lord is able to open up the hidden places. Light, light them up. 
Praise the living God. And if you have shady places, maybe you are lit up, but the light is not strong enough. <laughs> Even you can ask for more, my friend. Amen. I say, Lord, I want to be completely lit up. That anybody in the neighborhood afar off, they can see I've got light in Amen. me. Praise the Lord. Feeling good. All right. So there's only one source of light. I know we talked yesterday about John was a light. A burning and shining light. But I'm talking about the light. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the light. Only one source. Every other light has to be lit off from there. From the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Amen. A contact. If you want to light up something, you must take the, the light. The light itself must come into contact with this other object that needs to be lit up. Jesus Christ must come into contact with you. Personal contact. And you'll feel different. You'll be different. That doesn't have to take years, my friend. No, it just takes a decision. You say, I want to be a little person. I don't want these dark areas in my life. I've had enough surprises. Things are springing out from the fence. Threatening my peace. There must be light in every, in every corner. No hidden frost. No hidden serpent. Amen. Let the serpent creep. Amen. Amen. That's what we need, friend. That's what we need. In, in a meeting like this. In a weekend like this. Weekend Right? Not for you to go back and struggle with the same demons or same habits. No. Those must be exposed. And destroyed. Here. Amen. Amen. Right. Now, Jesus Christ is the source, and you know that God is the Father of lights. The Bible says that. Maybe just, it's nice to re reference the Bible. In James 1, verse 17. James 1, verse 17. Every good gift. 
And every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of Light. Amen. Father of Light. Not one light. He is the Father of Light. If you are lit up, there's only one father that lit you up. The father of light. Amen. Amen. Some of this is nice, you know. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 9 Hebrews 12 9 Furthermore we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence, shall we not much more, or much rather, be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? The father of lights is the same father of spirits. Amen. Amen. He said, I'll, I'll take away that stony heart out of you. And I'll put a new spirit in you. Amen. Amen. And I'll put my spirit in you to cause you to walk in my statues and to do them. Okay, so he is the one that gave the breath to human, uh, human life. Literally in the flesh, Adam and Eve, Adam and Kawa. he made them living souls, but spiritually, he makes you alive when he gives you his spirit. Amen. Amen. When he breathes that spirit into you. And you are lit up. You can never be the same after that. No. Because the lamp is burning. The candle is on. Amen. Amen. And even as you hear the word, the word is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. Amen is shining up, searching out, finding all those hidden things, Amen and showing them to you. But when, when he shows you those things, I hope you are going to cooperate with him and say, yes, Father, I don't need that. Thank you very much. 
That's the beauty of the sermon. It's not the phraseology, no. It is what the Father reveals to you. It makes you a new person. It strengthens you. Because what was hidden is now exposed. You are halfway to your victory. The devil is paralyzed. When he is exposed, he has no more strength. He just can't get away quick enough. Amen. That's why we need something that will search us. Search me, O Lord. Amen. Know my heart. Try me. That's it. You know, tell me this way. Tell me that way. Pick out the things that have troubled me so much. I'm tired of being a mystery to myself. You are not supposed to be a mystery to yourself. Oh, my brother, I also don't know. I am just like this. Take it to the Lord. Lord, I don't know why I'm just like this. Amen. Amen. And if you mean business, the Lord means business Amen. Amen. The more serious we are about these things, as we see the shadow, we see how serious, how strict the Lord was. How he, he eliminated the world until the one who was going in there. In the holiest of holies. In the presence of God. He had examined himself. He didn't just walk, wake up anyhow. He cleaned himself. He dressed properly. Amen. And he was God conscious. God conscious. You remember that scripture we read yesterday. All those people in Zion. Eh? All those people who grow from go from strength to strength, they come into the presence of God. Amen. We don't just come here. Here. In the sanctuary. Without a God consciousness. Without being aware. That God is right here with us. Eh? I think. My brother remembers. Yesterday. Just talking to somebody. And say, Look I didn't touch you. I did not touch you. So who touched you? Because that thing is gone. Who touched you? It is, it, it is the Lord. Uh-huh. You must be conscious. That is not man. No, who am I? Who am I? Flesh. This is flesh. This is clay. 
I have never healed a human being. I can never heal one. I will never heal one. Amen. I can speak for my brother. The pastor. He stands there ministering to you and you get healed. Ask yourself who has done it? I don't care how much and believe you have in you. You have got to acknowledge that where the pastor was standing Jesus is there. Yes, I don't care whether I've seen him or not. He must be there. That is being God conscious. When we come here, the world is cut off. We are God conscious. Here we are. In your presence. Lifting holy hands. To you are God conscious. That's a real worshiper. Amen. That's a little person. Brothers and sisters. Brother, sister. Let's see the light coming on. You know, every, everywhere, the lights must be flicked on. Shining there, shining there. The neighborhood is lit No dark shadows. No spooky faces. Satan, you are in the wrong place. Get out! Hallelujah! Amen. Out, you devil! Praise the Lord! Amen. I feel like trotting. I feel like trotting. The devil must be shown the door. Shadowy behavior, shadowy thoughts. They must get out. You must be lit up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, how many have heard of uh, a star called Sirius? S-I-R-I-U-S. Sirius. Yeah, they pronounce it serious. Yeah, it serious. Yeah, just say serious. Okay, you haven't heard of it. There's, there's a lot of beautiful things out there. In the deep space. And that star. Those who look outside in the night, they say it's the brightest star in the night. And that star is so far away that its light, when it emits the light, okay, it takes about eight years to get to us. 
light moving at is it 186,000 meters per second or miles per second? I don't know. I've forgotten. At that speed, it takes eight years to come to our eyes. But those gazers, the astronomers, when they are looking at that star, it dazzles them. I wish I wish I could master those words. <laughs> you can't look at it even through the telescope. They, they say it's a twin star. And they call it a dog star, whatever the names. But it's bluish white. And they say it's about twenty-five times more powerful than the sun's light. Now think of that. That is something God created. A creature or a creation can shine so bright until the astronomers they get dazed. How can God create such a thing? And having created such a bright light, how bright is the creator? You know, we have been told it dwells in that unapproachable light. Glory to God. With such radiance. If a creation is 25 plus times more than the sun's light. How many times does the creator how, many, how much brighter is the creator Hallelujah. and yet such a radiant one such a bright shining light. He wants you to approach him. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants you to get close to him. Close to thee. Close to thee, Lord. All alone. He wants you to fellowship with him. What kind of a person should you be? What kind of a creature should you be? Who can fellowship with such a light? Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Wange. Hallelujah. Amen. You must be lit up. He must light you up. Now. 
Jesus light me up. Yes, I'm handing over my friend. I feel so good. Knowing we have such a father. That's where we are going. That is home. One we will be like him. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is there somebody that says, Lord, light me up? Amen. Stand to your feet. As I call the pastor now. Light me up, Father. Light me up, oh Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Call upon him. Take your time. Let every dross burn. Let every rubbish burn. Purified. By the holy fire of God. Let your spirit be purified. Let your soul be purified. By the holy fire of God. That fire is here. He's here. To purify his church. To purify his elects. To prepare you. For the testing day. For every gold. Is tested by fire. There is a day coming. There is a great day coming. It will burn like an oven. And all the proud will be stubble before him. But for the elects of God are purified now. 
They are prepared now for that testing day. Only pure gold will stand that day. Only gold will stand that day. Your purification is now. You will not be purified with the earth. Your purification is now.
of my soul Let me to thy boat so fly Still support 
comfort me. Oh, my trust on thee is dead. Oh, my help from thee I bring. Cover my defenseless head with the shadow of thy wing. Thou, O Christ, art all I want, more than all in thee I find. Raise the fallen, cheer the faint, heal the sick, and leave the blind just unholy is thy name I am old and righteousness vile and full of sin I am thy word full of truth and grace Plenteous grace with thee is found. Grace to cover all my sin. Let the healing streams abound. May 